great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. ClarkDeals.com is where we post bargains for you, deals on stuff you buy around the clock. Coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, people say how much we value our veterans, and then we don't in how they're treated. I got to tell you something that disturbed me and something I want to make sure that you let every veteran know what I'm going to share with you in just a little while. And coming up yet later, there are certain things that are causing your vehicle insurance to go up. And I want to tell you what they are. Uh, One, you can do something solidly about. Another trend you can't, but I want you to know what's going on and what to do about them. And right now, I need to give you a special warning that Google has changed when you search on your computer for something in a Google search, if you use Google search, the results present in a way that's become more difficult for you to spot what's an ad and what's an actual real search result. And that is quite disturbing to me because anybody can be buying those ads when you do a search for a type of business or a service or whatever, and those ads that result could be a scammer, could be a company that's a ripoff, could be uh, not even a real company at all that just bought the space and is going to cheat you in some way or another. It's also possible that somebody bought an ad that's legit, but you should know it's an ad. So know this, now you're starting to see, if you use Google routinely for search on a computer, that there's almost no delineation anymore that something is an ad. So if you look over, you'll see a little type ad, Google ad or something like that. I forgot the exact wording. And oh, it just says ad, A-D, sorry, I forgot. Just ad, tiny type. So you think you're looking at an actual algorithmic response from Google when all you're seeing are the ads several in a row. You've got to know this, and you've got to look past those ads. Uh, There's something else about Google results is that we tend to only look at the first few that come up. We almost never go to the second page of results. There are times you'll do a search result on something, do a search, and the results will be hundreds of pages long, and we quit on the first page. But the best information may be on page three. If you're searching cold for information, take more time to refine what you're seeing. Or use DuckDuckGo as your default search engine. And that's what I do I'm looking right now on the computer, and I, and I change my search engine on, I use Chrome, Google Chrome, but I change my search engine to DuckDuckGo, and now I don't have to worry about what's popping up, that their whole thing is to give you clean search results. And so that's something that I recommend to you to protect yourself, especially 
with the scams is you've heard me talk about the things with the with the crooked plumbers and the dishonest locksmiths and any service trade there have been a lot of people buying those ads that are criminal enterprises moving would be another area where the consequences to you of picking a mover badly can be just horrendous where you lose all your possessions or you lose thousands and thousands of dollars by picking a mover without going through the right steps. I have on Clark.com, I have step-by-step, by the way, if you are hiring a mover, the right way to do that. Michael is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Michael. Good afternoon, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Michael. I hope I can be of good service to you. I'm sure you will. I had uh, read your article on your website about setting up a financial Chromebook, and I just had some follow-up questions for you. Sure, and I got to tell you, I'm smiling because whenever, from when this first started, where I first started talking about using a Chromebook as a way to protect your finances from hackers, that was probably six years ago, I guess. And it's like an onion that keeps layering, peeling with more and more complicated questions people ask me about it. And so let me hear. What's up? Okay. So first question I had was, uh, when you complete the online form, do you use the old computer or the Chromebook to fill out the form? For going, uh, going to a financial website, you mean? Um. Yeah, let's say you wanted to open up an account with uh, so-and-so bank and you go to their website to fill out their form that you need to fill out online. I didn't know if you'd do that on the Chromebook or on the old computer. I would do it on the old computer. Okay. So the the Chromebook, and you know, people that that do internet security for a living may disagree with this. In fact, we are working on a revised um, guide for Clark.com on this, and we want to cover as many bases of the questions people are asking. And this is the kind of question that's been coming in, but my recommendation is that before you have a relationship established with a bank, brokerage, um, you know, retirement account, anything like that, that you start it first on the computer you already have, but then as you maintain the account, you do that on your Chromebook. Okay. So the so original the application thing. would be done on your existing computer, not the Chromebook. Because you don't want anything to do with an email or anything like that on the Chromebook. But then uh, to touch upon what you just said, so when you let's say you, have, you already have an account established with somebody it's okay to then check your statements and everything or do transactions on the Chromebook from that point forward. And that's the idea of it, is that you make it a safe zone, never checking email, never doing anything like that, that all you do is you use it as a cordoned-off area to do things with your bank account, credit union account, brokerage account. Um, One that came up recently in a follow-up question was, where do I want you to deal with a credit card company and a credit card company should not be on your financial Chromebook because a credit card is if somebody um, 
compromises your credit card. The only thing that happens is charges are posted to it that you're not responsible for. Right. So the idea of the Chromebook, it's for money you have, not money you owe. Okay. <laughs> so ne- the next question I had was you uh, and said on the air, and I think it was in the, in the article also, that uh, if you to open the account, if you need to get an email message, do that on your old computer. And then you're supposed to clear your history and delete the financial book- bookmarks on your old computer. Correct. And I was wondering, what is the reason for doing that step? You don't want anything, if somebody gets into, if you have a Windows computer or a Mac, like there's this new virus that's attacking Macs right now, if you're using a, uh, you know, a mainstream computer, which would be a Windows or a Mac, they are so vulnerable to the viruses that any information that you have on there is vulnerable to what a hacker would do or a virus would be downloaded or anything like that. Since you can't download viruses to a Chromebook, you have a higher level of protection than you do on a Mac or a Windows computer. Okay, so if you were to visit those sites on your computer, then you would be setting, or your old computer, you'd be setting yourself up, potentially. That's the idea, and that's why, especially, see, with a bank account, somebody hacks in to your bank account, The law gives you clear rights as an individual, not as a business, but as an individual to have your money restored, even if it was not a hack of the bank system, it was in in fact a hack of your computer. So with bank accounts, credit union accounts, you have a lower level of risk. But with a 401k, any kind of retirement account, any kind of brokerage account, mutual fund account, the law does not give ironclad protection for you as a consumer And that's where the Chromebook and most money is in those, not in banks. That's why using a Chromebook becomes so important as a way of protecting yourself. Okay, so if you let's if you if you don't have a separate Google account for your Chromebook, and let's say you go to the bank's website on your Chromebook, then that um, that'll show up on your history of your old computer, right? Uh, that I um, the history of your old computer n- no but if you were to if you're in your if you're in your Google account on your Chromebook I thought um, that, that it would your, store history across platforms okay I'll check on so. that I'll check on that but you know the suggestion that came from two different um, technology people that we started saying a couple years ago is you should use a separate Gmail account on your financial Chromebook. And that way you segregate out as much as you possibly can and you wouldn't have to worry about whether that's even a factor, what you just brought up. So this is one that's a continuing work in progress. It speaks to the um, the desire and determination of hackers to get to our money and doing the simplest things we can do to protect ourselves as best as possible is what I'm about. And using a Chromebook is a way for you to provide a layer of protection you will not have with a Windows computer or a MacBook. And the great news with Chromebooks, they've been as cheap as $59 lately, routinely $99. So not a lot of money to protect yourself from potential significant financial harm. Stan is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Stan. 
Hi, Clark. How you doing? Great. Thank you. Stan? Your yeah, wife's a, a Beatles call- song, right? What's that? Your wife's a Beatles song. When I'm 64? Yes, she is. That's exactly right. <laughs> and we'd like to uh, retire and unshackle her from uh, from a job. However, the cost of uh, health care is just prohibitive uh, on the exchanges. So I just wanted to see if you had any suggestions uh, to cover us until she got eligible for Medicare. Okay, so this is tough because the years between about age 58 and 64 are are not nearly as expensive to insure as they used to be because of the way the Obamacare exchanges work, but it's still a brutal expense to insure, in her case, just one year. So Correct. is it not practical for her to stay till she's 65? Because I have an alternative if it's not. Well, it's, uh, it's doable, but two things we like to do. Number one is uh, that limits what travel we can do to, to 12 days. She's working part-time now every other weekend just to keep up her insurance. So to, to ha- hack out bigger portions to, to make the long trips, like, for example, we'd like to drive all the way across country on two-lane roads can't do that in 12 days right number two we'd like to go ahead and move to near one of our children and uh so that would mean she'd have to go pick up a new job which we really don't want to do okay so so what about totally practical, but how much is cobra uh, have you checked to see what that is versus i think her cobra would be around 750 750 a month yes um okay don't fall over and hit your head when i say this but that's not horrible. Yeah, it's not. Big. <laughs> You're right. Although so if it buys you, now for the same thing, you know. Sorry, how much is it now for her health she, company? She's paying about 120 a month. So we're talking about over the how many months is it till she turns 65 and becomes Medicare eligible? She just had her birthday this month, so it's, it'll be 11 months. 11 months. Uh, so we're talking about roughly six thousand and change for her to be free and yeah. you to be able to do what you want. If that's an expense you can afford to absorb, gets you near the kids, um, gets you the ability to travel, just just pay that because I'm guessing that's significantly cheaper than buying coverage on the exchange for a year. About half. Right. Or less than half. So yeah. COBRA is the answer. Yeah. Okay. Is there, is there any other... Like the old catastrophic coverage, you know, used to be. Yes, yeah, so you, you you're allowed to buy. You're allowed to buy a short-term medical policy today. Mm-hmm. The problem with those is they don't cover pre-existing conditions, and the limitations on coverage are quite severe. So you have to weigh the difference between spending six thousand rough dollars versus spending. Uh, several thousand less to cover those 11 months. But the downside risk is so very great with no coverage for pre-existings and not true, real, robust coverage if your wife does have an illness, a serious illness. Today's Clark Radius moment is a heads up. There's a new report I saw on MarketWatch that a huge number of homeless veterans are eligible for special housing vouchers that were designed to deal with the problem 
of homeless vets from the Vietnam War and from the first Gulf War. And there are unused 11,000 vouchers right now for homeless vets. I think about it, freeway exits, you'll see somebody holding up a sign or there'll be a, a homeless person at an exit asking for money and they say a homeless vet need to eat or whatever. The reality is they need to know that there is this fantastic voucher program available from the VA. VA is not really doing anything to let people know. I want you to let people know. You have a family member or a friend who's having a tough time as a vet. Make sure they know to ask for the housing voucher for military vets. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you being empowered with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. ClarkDeals.com is where you go to save money each and every day on the stuff you buy. It's hard to save money on auto insurance. It's become a more difficult process. Auto insurance rates have gone up roughly 50% in eight years. And at first, there was a time period when people became obsessed with looking at their smartphones while they were driving that fatality rates around the country went way, 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 way up. Now, as a number of states have put in these laws about texting while driving, the number of people dying in vehicle accidents has gone down. I know we still see a lot of people looking at their phones, weaving in lanes and stuff who should be focused on the road, but there is a new pain point that Wired points out If you are caught texting while you're driving, the cost of the ticket is nothing compared to what it does to your auto insurance rates. So you do not want to get caught texting while you're driving because your rates will go up by 20 plus percent, somewhere between 20 and 25 percent on average for you getting a texting while driving ticket. Now, that's factor number one. Now, here's one of the great ironies. Vehicles now have so many safety devices on them that are in a whole new league now that are designed to prevent an accident rather than to reduce the possibility of injury or fatality once you have one. This is a huge leap in safety where you prevent the bad thing from happening in the first place. And think of all the things on the vehicles, uh, rear um, cross-traffic warnings, um, lane departure warnings, blind spot warnings, that you're about to change into a lane with another vehicle that you don't see in your blind spot, and the vehicle lets you know. There are the automatic emergency braking technologies that may not prevent an accident, but even if there is an accident, often the possibility of injury is greatly reduced because the automatic emergency braking reacted so quickly. So that's not what's causing insurance to go up, that accidents may be less severe or less often. Guess what is? Let's say you're in a fender bender. Well, in that fender now, 
are all kinds of gizmos and gadgets for safety. I think about my car has stuff all around it. It has radar. It has cameras. It's got, I think, like six cameras on the car and radar all over the place. It's got, you can see the radar thingies. I should know how many, that's a technical term, radar thingies. I don't know how many of them there are. So you get hit, minor thing, and the insurer may say, this is too hard, this is too expensive, you know, because one thing would have been just to fix the fender, now they got to fix all the advanced electronics. And a lot of times, a single airbag will deploy in an accident, and they'll total the vehicle out, even if the overall damage to the vehicle is relatively minor, it's just how insurance works. So the cost of all these total outs is having an impact on vehicle insurance rates. But I do think that the really good news is that as the vehicle fleet, the average vehicle about 12 years old, as vehicles turn over in the fleet, every vehicle that replaces an older vehicle has a lot more safety devices on it. And uh, I don't know if you know the thing Ford's doing, but Ford is installing on all their vehicles, I think in 2021, all of them will have, that allow the vehicles to talk to each other. And as automakers add that, vehicles will actually be able to communicate with each other that there's danger. They'll be able to... Uh, notice red lights. My vehicle has that where it warns me right on the dash when I'm approaching a red light so that if I'm kind of zoning out right on my dash, it it shows the light is red. The cool thing is this time of year with the sun low on the horizon, if I'm driving and I'm at a red light where it's blinding, trying to look at the light because of how low the sun is, in the morning or the evening i don't have to look at the light anymore i just look at my dash and it shows me when the light turns green and i know when to go so the safety that's so much a part of the future is going to bend this curve and uh, both accidents and then the attendant injuries and unfortunate fatalities i think we're at a really good place as you look forward and put down that phone did you hear me put it down brian's with us on the clark howard show hi brian hi clark how's it going brian good how are you great thank you so brian which branch of the military are you in oh it was my grandfather he was in uh the air force well so your usaa membership and your family is passed down from your grandfather to a parent, to you. Yes, sir. That's pretty great. Well, I was wondering if I should open up, uh, start a bank with a credit union, or is USAA the same as a credit union or even like similar? So USAA is great for people who are mobile. Uh, they do a wonderful job, and they were very early in having a truly online-only kind of bank account i mean before the internet they used to have a thing where you would go to 
trying to remember if it was FedEx offices and mail in your deposits. I mean, they they were really really early on mobile banking, so the ease of use with doing a checking account with USAA is great. Um, they pay a certain amount of ATM fees that you might run up in a month. They absorb those. And so it's a straight-out good deal. But you might find that if you have really simple needs for checking, that you might uh, get a better deal at a credit union or maybe even a better, better deal with one of the online banks that pay interest on your checking. The reason why I want to switch is because I want to uh, get a mortgage within like two years. So that's why I was considering uh, a credit union. Yeah, so credit unions do great deals on mortgages. USAA has a big mortgage operation. Yeah, I, so, I looked into it and I, I was trying to compare them and I just want to see what you why don't would you think, do both? what you thought was a better. Why yeah. don't you do both? I mean, you could do, you could put uh, a little bit in each, you know, do a checking account with whichever one seems more convenient to you and do a savings account with the other so that you have access to both as an active customer. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, it, we're talking about two things that are both great. So, <laughs> it's, so it really is, look at a credit union, see the convenience factors, what they pay you, uh, you know, on your savings, what they require for you to get free checking, do they pay you any interest on checking, and then you'll be able, once you look at the actual offerings from a credit union you're considering, and then what's available from USAA Bank, you'll see what's going to be best for you. Deborah's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Deborah. Good morning. Good afternoon, I guess. How are you? Doing well, thank you. I answer any time of the day or night. Very good. <laughs> so, how can I be of service, Deborah? Okay, Ohio has started in 2020 charging owners of hybrid and electric cars. I call it a penalty fee. Our license tags are going to cost more now because we have a hybrid or an electric. I have a hybrid, and it's $100 extra that I'm going to have to pay when I renew my tags. And my hybrid is uh, 10 going on, 10 years old, and I'm wondering, you know, is it worth it to stay with a hybrid? Yeah, because... Uh, how many miles per gallon are you getting in the hybrid? I don't monitor that as well as some people do. I just checked my display, and it was giving me between 45 and 48, and that's a combination of long distance and local driving. All right, so that's about double the average vehicle. And how many miles do you drive in a year, would you guess? Uh 10 to 12. I'm not a real car person. So yeah, you're driving 10,000 to 12,000 miles. That's a significant number of gallons. Even though the $100 fee for a hybrid is a real insult, it is worth it for you to pay that fee. Do you pay that above and beyond, or is it 100 instead of a lower fee for a mere mortal gas car? Oh, no. It's above and beyond. So Okay. So the $100 is way way more than what your share of motor vehicle tax would be 
And uh, in a typical state, the cost of the foregone gasoline tax for an electric car versus a gas engine is typically somewhere around 80 bucks. But the states are passing these laws to protect certain special interests. And so if you were to charge a driver of a hybrid or a driver, particularly of an electric vehicle, a road use fee each year that was equivalent to what they'd be missing in gas tax, that would be even Stephen. But in a lot of states, the fee, particularly for electric vehicles, is being set three times what the actual gas taxes are missing. So it is just a mean-spirited, punitive tax. I but guess it, I feel like I'm pumping gas as kind of as much as my budget allows, and now they're hitting me with this. <laughs> but, but still, if you were having to pay for gasoline for 12,000 miles at half the fuel economy you're getting, you'd be paying a lot more over the course of a year. So okay, good to know. I would, I would just, you got a 10-year-old vehicle, it's working fine. It is. Don't don't dump it prematurely. Just keep driving it. Let Ohio steal the $100 from you. And just know that there was some ulterior motive, motive behind it, that it, the fee was set that high, and that your members of the Ohio legislative bodies were not looking out for citizens as they should. They were looking out protecting some special interest well thank you for taking time to speak with me of course and it just just bugs me so much when members of legislative bodies do things that they run for office saying they're there for the people but they're really for whoever the special interests are that give them money that take them out to dinner and all the rest and there is not any legitimate reason to charge these ultra-high punitive fees because they are not at all equivalent. I have a responsibility to pay for the roads just like anybody else, but I shouldn't be robbed from simply because of the type of vehicle that I choose to drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. George joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, George. How you doing? Hi there. I'm fine. Thanks for having me on. Certainly. You want to talk about gasoline as well. We just talked just a few minutes ago with somebody about gasoline. What's up? Well, I I think I have a a good worthwhile tip for those of your listeners who are still using gas-powered vehicles and 
Um, I heard your clip the other uh, day about warning about using credit and debit cards at gas pumps. And I thought that I have a suggestion that uh, some of your viewers might utilize, which I find useful for myself. What I do is I go to the grocery store and I buy a um, gas gift card and I use that at the gas pump. You know, that way I don't have to go inside and pay, which, you know, I think takes away the convenience of paying at the pump. And uh, I think there's some more safety in using a credit card at a grocery store, at least I hope so for the time being. (laughs) Yeah, because the grocery stores are pretty much 100% chip reader compliant. Mm -hmm. And then I have the added benefit. The grocery store I happen to use has a program where when you buy groceries, you get fuel points. So not only do the groceries count toward the fuel points, when I buy the cards, they count toward the fuel points. And by the time I need to fill up with over 10 gallons of gas, I usually save about 50 cents per gallon. So I think that's added benefit, too. That is a great suggestion. And the criminals aren't really interested in emptying your uh, gas card. They're interested (laughs) in emptying your checking account. You probably wouldn't have enough money on that gas card that if even if it did get emptied, you'd be uh, you wouldn't like it, but you'd be okay. Right. Yeah. So that's a good idea and a good suggestion. And a lot of the supermarket chains have been doing these promotions where you get discounted gasoline in return for your grocery shopping. So this is a perfect twofer tie-in. So I love the idea. And by the end of this year, hopefully, all gas stations will have put in the new technology and will no longer have these vulnerabilities to the criminals hacking in when you use pay at the pump. And uh, Joel, I think we have time for an Ask Clark here. What's up? Yeah, Clark, we do. We got a question from Heather. She says, how do you find credit cards that offer the one-time use numbers for online purchases? Strangely, one of my cards has been hacked twice in a month, even after getting a new number, but no one else has access to the card but me. I'm tired of this happening. So if you're with a big issuer, they may offer the single-use numbers and you just don't know it. So always ask them if they offer the single-use numbers. There's also a website I've mentioned before, uh, privacy.com, that will help you with this so that you are protecting your number as it transmits to pay. But as an example, Capital One offers it, but people don't know and don't ask for it is one of the biggest issuers. And it's something that is in the interest of the credit card company and your interests as well for them to protect the payment system and give you a way to pay that's not going to be vulnerable. I appreciate you taking the time to post and ask Clark. Just go, if you have a question for me, just go to clark.com slash ask and post away. And we have multiple ways of answering your question. This is the Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at clark.com and clarkdeals.com.